Hey, humanoids, on today's episode of The Masked Man Show, we're going to discuss the greatest Royal Rumble from top to bottom. We're breaking down the card. As always, we are brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out the Ringer NBA show to get every take possible regarding the playoffs, plus GM Street and the Ringer NFL show to prep you for the draft this week. Subscribe to the Ringer NFL show podcast feed to get both of those shows. Also, if you're a Westworld fan, or even if you aren't and you just like me, Check out Westworld, The Recapables, hosted by yours truly. Be sure to subscribe to The Recapables wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to check out TheRinger.com, where there's a bunch of great Westworld and uh, a WWE piece up this week. Check it out right now. And now, hit the damn music! Hey, Peckerheads, it's me, Peter Rosenberg, the most mage mage caster of them all. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Rust Battle Season 1 champion Mike Lawrence. This is Scott Laston. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to You know you're listening to. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Masked Man Show. Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker, here, as always, with my tag team partner, Big Daddy Dave Schilling. How you doing, man? I'm good. Give me that hot tag. I'm ready to, to take take these guys apart, this podcast, just like my man <laughs> Braun Strowman. <laughs> and also joining us today, a very special guest, Dan Black. Hello. Host thanks. of the Comedians of Wrestling podcast. That's correct. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Do you, well, you have a nickname, right? What's your, what's your oh wrestling nickname? Oh my god, nickname? I have so many nicknames. I open up my show just by screaming out like a slew of nicknames that people have given me. I want to, is it okay if we get a taste of what Dan does on his show? It's. I feel like it's a good good look for you and also very entertaining. Uh, yeah, so kind of the intro of my show is morphed into this like morning zoo drive time fantastic. kind of intro. So, I mean, you want to give me a t- give you a taste of the intro? Please. Do it, man. Okay, okay. Okay. Uh, welcome to the Comedians of Wrestling, the podcast where comedians dissect wrestling to an unhealthy degree. I'm your host, the host, ooh, and the most, Dan Black, a.k.a. Donsky Blackamora, a.k.a. Donnie Kayfabe, a.k.a. Donnie Capri from the time I went to Italy, a.k.a. the modern-day Goof Haraja. <laughs> Thank there's, you, Dan. I just want to point out for everybody listening, there's no notes in front of him. That was all the top of his head. He's a trained improviser, guys. He's guy, a UCB I know. He could, he, could, uh, he could improv against a broom and, uh, uh, and, and still put on a great show. Absolutely. I encourage any listener to come challenge me to an improv off, <laughs> and I will take you down. I will yes-end you into the ground, especially Booker T, who has no idea how to yes-end this That'd week. That'd be a great chant. Oh. Yes, and, yes, and, you know, like if, if improv Daniel Bryan was a character. I like that. I, I have like done that. it. <laughs> um, listen, guys, today is a very weird episode of The Masked Man Show because the greatest Royal Rumble is right around the corner. And I have no, I mean, literally in two days, and I have no idea what to do with it. So let's start off, I guess, the theme of today's episode on the eve of this first ever monumental event is uh, uh, a thing I talk about a lot. It's ex- expectations. It's really hard really hard to pull off pro wrestling when you're just sort of like not clear about what the fans expectations should be for a match an event a storyline anything like that we can't talk about like let's just get the let's get the the vegetables the eat your vegetables part out of the way one expectation that people have of a pro wrestling show in 2018 is that there'll be women on the show um there will not be any women wrestling at the greatest royal rumble because women aren't allowed to beat athletes in Saudi Arabia? What is the what is the actual rule here that we're violating Dave? Uh I mean I am not an expert on um any sort of Sharia law Sharia law. So I cannot say. Dan, you are uh you're I'm a master you're of Sharia law, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I actually have the scrolls right here. No, I don't I, <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. No, you know, it's a big discussion going on like on my podcast is like, is this okay? Is it not okay? Um and I've heard arguments from both sides. I know it's from what I hear, it's illegal for the women to sure. wrestle there. Um, but 
you know, from my perspective, the, if you want my opinion on it, if the women aren't allowed to wrestle, I say the men shouldn't be allowed to wrestle. <laughs> that's just how, that's my stance on it. I think this is what WWE does, and then to compromise the product and the stance of the whole women's revolution, I think. Uh, I don't know. It dilutes the whole message for hey, me. It's just—it's just a really weird look. Go I, ahead, go I was just going to say I, I am going to be called a WWE shill for this, but I kind of agree with Triple H, who said in the media that it's better to engage and to you slowly chip away at these sorts of things yeah. from a cultural perspective than to just ignore all these people who are fans. And obviously, there's a monetary uh, gain to be had for this, but I mean, hopefully, down the line, they can they can start to have women compete, and it'll be a great story if it does happen. Yeah, I mean, it's a, there's there's these two things, and I mean, there's two, kind of two slightly different ideas. One is, uh, should they be performing in countries that have different sets of rules? Especially, I mean, it's not just I don't want to minimize this by saying it's just like we're going to a country where pile drivers aren't allowed or something like that. I mean, this is a very significant shift, but there's also the sort of the Saudi Arabia, you know, PR push to the world aspect of this. We're like, I'm sure people around, I mean, everyone listening to this might have noticed, you know, you like Google something and you just stumble across blog posts from seemingly reputable websites that are like 10 awesome things about Saudi Arabia that are like all <laughs> popping up now. Right. And there's all these commercials for Saudi Arabia. I mean, there's commercials for this event that are presumably paid for by the Saudis that are like on MSNBC, you know, like just like all over the TV, all over just like weird spots. The, the whole thing feels a little bit icky, but I, I mean, I don't here. He, I guess from a from a wrestling analyst standpoint, I think what gets me is that I feel like people are pissed off at WWE. There's always going to be people pissed off, but I feel like it's people are at peace with the fact that WWE is an evil corporation <laughs> to the, to some extent, and that all the negative feelings are going to just trickle down to the talent. And so it's like Roman Reigns is going to get even worse booze because he's put in this position at, you know, for whatever happens. But if he wins, he's going to be winning in Saudi Arabia, like with all this other shit. Then it's going to be like attached to him. You know, right. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm all, and we don't know. I just I didn't appreciate how tone deaf the packaging of the whole thing is. Like if the message shilling, I'll buy your message. I, I, I see that argument totally. And I, and I swing back and forth on it. But I think that should be more up front. With the yeah. packaging of it, it should be like, hey, this is like we're trying to push into a place that doesn't see it the way we do. Yes, and I, and, and, yeah. and that's what I wanted. That, I mean, that's why I said expectations. Yeah. The, the the messaging for the whole event has been all over the place. It's like we WrestleMania ends and then suddenly there's just like this boom and they're like, hey, we have something better than WrestleMania in just a couple of weeks, you know? And so you're just like already exhausted by it, confused as to how significant it is. The name is... They took the name of the second biggest wrestling event of the year and put greatest on the front of it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, what is this? I mean, I understand there's this bunch of, like, you know, uh, this is a marketing decision. It's the same reason they're bringing all these legends back. It has name recognition in Saudi Arabia. They got to call it that. I mean, it's almost like they would have been better off just doing the event and not putting it on the network or not making such a big deal about it or something, you know? I feel like this, this is a deal that came together relatively quickly, and it wasn't— too long before WrestleMania, I think it was a few months that it really like coalesced and they announced it and yeah. everything. And they probably didn't think through everything. It right. was probably just like we got to take this check, all right, and we got to make it happen. You you were correct, I believe, but the but you know they should have learned from the fabulous Mula incident that like right. you can't. You can't not think things through. Yeah. yeah. My main beef with the greatest Royal Rumble is as a guy who paid to go to WrestleMania 34. Yes. This is the extension of WrestleMania. It, it feels like it affected the outcome of WrestleMania, which to me is the cap on it's my new year. Yeah. Like I don't, you know, 1231, I don't acknowledge that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Four eight was the end. Of, that was my end yeah. of the year. And so now they're going to extend it for this event that I'm confused at that you yes. get a cup. And Royal Rumble is my favorite. And this is like a dilutes it. This is the greater Royal Rumble. I just don't like all that. So, again, we're going to we're going to break down the whole card. But this is this is all the same conversation. We don't know if this is a glorified house show. We don't know if this is a major pay-per-view. We like it's it's just all very unclear right now. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't, I mean, I don't want to rant on the existence of this thing too much. We should all be excited that we can start watching wrestling at 9am on Friday morning, uh, West coast time, but 
What? No. Should we, should we just be tailgating out here at the Ringer office? Just I feel like, like we have to have some sort of celebration or, or, or greatest Royal Rumble tailgate. Yes, absolutely. I um, booked a commercial that shoots on Friday, and I was bummed because I was like, I could have woken up at 9 a.m. to watch a live wrestling event. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. That's uh, um, Well, I'm, I'm very excited to see this commercial when it exists. That's that's for sure. Um I mean, are there any other like details of this we need to go through? There was a there and that news story popped up. Uh, I'm, I'm reading pro wrestling sheet, but but Jerry the King Lawler on his podcast insinuated that the women, uh, female wrestlers are going to be getting paid for the Greatest Royal Rumble despite not being there. Does that mean that they all get paid? Because you know, obviously Dana Brooke wouldn't necessarily be booked for a show. Yeah, uh, but every but there's a 50 man Royal Rumble. Everyone else is getting paid. That's true. I would I would assume yes. Okay. You yeah. got to pay the statistician. <laughs> um, so listen, we will, we'll, we'll, you know, find a way to talk about a lot of the stuff that happened on Raw and SmackDown. But let's just get right into the greatest Royal Rumble card because taking it at its, at it, you know, taking them at their word, this is the greatest thing since WrestleMania. Yep, or maybe longer. It's arguably a better card than WrestleMania. I mean, hey. it, like, I mean, the card's insane. It's 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 in a lot of ways. It's like a more WrestleMania card than WrestleMania. Right, 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 right. Right. I mean, it's like all these legends coming back. It's not like if we got John Cena versus Triple H at WrestleMania 34, we would have been that surprised, and there wouldn't have been significantly more build than what we're getting for this one. <laughs> right. All right. Let's just jump into the namesake match, the historic first ever 50 man Greatest Royal Rumble. I'm going to keep saying the word expectations. As of I believe SmackDown, no, as of Raw, I think was the it was it was uh, the announcers were talking about it, and they were, they were not sure if there was going to be any sort of anything that the winners were going the winner was going to get. This is very strange. They haven't booked the winner yet. I'm telling you, they're on, they're going to be on the plane on the private jet deciding who's going to win. I don't. But yeah. even if they don't know, why not say the winner gets a title shot on either Raw or SmackDown? It's a trophy. So I think on if they're going off the the graphic, oh, they're just getting a trophy. Yeah, they show a graphic in on SmackDown. They show a graphic of the trophy, like it's a very specific trophy. So I believe they're alluding to the fact that when you win, it's like the Andre the Giant Battle Royale. You're gonna get a trophy, get a cup. So it's, it's all a it, it's a bigger it's it's all the 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 match making excellence of the Royal Rumble and more, but the payoff is nothing. Yeah, so can it be the greatest Royal Rumble if you don't get a title shot for the it? The greatest in the I mean you can the greatest one, number of people. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Greatest can be defined that way. I think I don't know who's going to win. I don't even know who's in this match. I don't think I care. But it would be kind of cool if like they let, if they if they gave Corbin or maybe even better yet Mojo Rally the the win and just let the gimmick let Mojo's gimmick start to be him cutting promos from his living room with trophies behind him. <laughs> King of the Battle Royal. Yeah. Just, I, just like the trophy room. Yeah. That would be great because he's like probably got some like college trophies of like football trophies and stuff. Yeah. That's a good he, gimmick. I he like make A lot of people don't care about the trophies. I'm not into the belts. I'm I'm collecting the trophies. Of I'm going to win the Crockett Cup next year. <laughs> it's going to happen. We're bringing it back. That would be fantastic. That would be kind of cool, right? Yeah. Maybe he could find a legend who has it. Arnie Anderson. Yeah. And just beat him up for the Crockett <laughs> Cup. All right. Um, do we know who's going to? I mean, do we know who's in this match? Well, I think if it is, they, they, they've, <laughs> they've, announced, they've announced a lot of them going on the yeah. show. I'm sure there'll be some surprises. Uh, though Shane McMahon is in it, which yeah. is like that's a surprise. I think they announced that this week for the Jericho, first time. Jericho, Jericho. Is in Mysterio is officially announced to be in in the match. The graphic that I'm looking at on WWE.com has Mark Henry, who is apparently not retired. No. Uh, the New Day: Shane, Jericho, Corbin, Braun Strowman, Kurt Angle. And Daniel Bryan. Oh, they announced Great Khali. Really? They did? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. As you know, he is very popular in Saudi Arabia. Wow. (laughs) All right. Yeah, so so far they seem to have announced about 20, 25 people. Daniel Bryan, I said, uh, who who else have I not mentioned? Rey Mysterio, Elias, Owens, um, Bobby Roode. Apollo Cruz, who, by the way, congratulations on getting your last name back, Apollo. We did not mention yeah. that last week. Can you um, imagine anyone connecting him to a shooter that just happened to have the name Cruz? Like that was this. So was that it? That was it. I yeah. thought they just wanted to give him one name, like they do with everybody else. Oh, it was. Or it was, get away from the Terry Cruz comparison. It was allegedly a um, 
yeah, a response to, I forget what the, there are so many, I forget which, which uh, mass shooting it was, but there was a shooter and they were like, uh, oh, yeah, a couple of out. these names, uh, Titus O'Neill, uh, I mentioned Mojo, Dolph Ziggler, um, Ch- uh, Sin Cara, Ziggler, Gable, and Shelton Benjamin are all in this match. Might as well take this as an opportunity to talk about the upward trajectories of these three fine competitors. Sure. Um, Dolph Ziggler could I could not have been more excited last week when he popped up on Raw um, with his personal uh, 2018 version of Diesel. Um, I, you know I've said this a million times, but just run back old gimmicks, man. Nobody's mad about this. Absolutely, you know? just do do this whole thing again. So Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler are a duo now, Do- but it's not this. McIntyre is not going to be the strong silent type. He got in the ring this week and cut a great promo. Loved it and. Um, you know, I think we're always in the same sort of place of uncertainty with Ziggler. Um, they could they could literally book him into a feud with Roman Reigns in next week, and it would make sense because they, he's got that kind of... I mean, because we as fans... Expectations again. We know what a reboot looks like. We know what, like, a new put... Like, it's it would be fine. Be a little bit forced, but it would be totally believable. Or he could just they could just linger around the mid card or go for the tag titles. Yep. You know, they seem to be pushing them as a tandem more than like a guy in his bodyguard or whatever. Um what do you think? What 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 is the immediate future and what's the sort of immediate, like not too far distant ceiling for Ziggler and McIntyre? I think that you you pointed out something really important that Ziggler could go mm-hmm. anywhere and do anything. And I don't think there's a ceiling for him other than actually winning the the Universal Championship. That's not going to happen. Uh, but he could be an IC champion. He could be a tag team champion. He can do a lot. And you know, having McIntyre gives him a fresh look and a fresh vibe. And McIntyre cut a great promo. He cut a great promo. The, the sky's the limit. But if it was me with the pencil, they'd be a tag team because Raw needs tag teams. Raw needs good heel uh, yeah. tag teams. Go ahead. Well, I think they're feeling it out right now. I think that was the plan. It's yeah. like, I, I think they're uncertain about what McIntyre can do. So they're like, let's throw him with Ziggler and it's a good look. I think that promo that McIntyre cut on Monday was incredible and long overdue. The promo of this is what a WWE superstar looks like. A mm-hmm. jacked up, you, you guys know I love jacked up dudes. Yeah, I can tell. The old classic, nice big shoulders. I mean, <laughs> I, yeah, Drew McIntyre is yeah. like a beast. And that's the best angle for him because it's authentic. It's him just come out and be like, everyone in there, they're lazy, they're eating Cheetos. And look at me, I'm a specimen. Yeah. I thought that was like, I think that really is going to uh, strike a chord yeah. uh, against the indie marks. I saw that segment as like a direct counterpoint to the Owens and Zayn but the, segment. Sure, absolutely. You know, you're absolutely right. The problem is that like everybody likes Drew McIntyre because I mean yeah. like even all of all the marks love him because we're or the smart smarks, whatever, because the NXT run, I mean, gives him that little, you know, legitimacy. But also he was working the Indies all over after he got let go the first time and yeah. had some good matches and, and people were following him. I think that the interesting parallel is him and Bobby Lashley, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're both body guys. You yeah. know, they're both they're they're both they you know artifacts of a bygone era or bygone you know talent development process, um, but like McIntyre could be you know could just they could push him to the moon. Yeah, Bobby Lashley is more in a position right now to get pushed to the moon. But I'm very interested to see what happens with Lashley because the response to him has been pretty muted so far. No one remembers him. Yeah. yeah, or if they do remember him, they don't remember him fondly because his run in WWE was was uh, forced and awkward, similar to Drew McIntyre's first run in WWE. Uh, I think Lashley would be be better off as a heel, and I was saying that about McIntyre too, is when you have body guys in WWE right now, unfortunately for them, it's harder to get sympathy, and and WWE babyfaces have to work from underneath a lot, and they have to be vulnerable, and they have to get their ass kicked in matches and then make the big spirited Hulk Hogan esque comeback. Yeah. And I never believed that from Drew McIntyre in NXT. And I don't think I'm gonna believe that from Lashley. Well Drew had a weird spot in NXT just because he was like literally a foot or more taller than everybody he was wrestling. That's what yeah. I mean. Um I Lash- saw him wrestle at PWG. Lashley needs yeah. I mean Lashley I think he has a lot of tools obviously. He needs to uh, and I I never critique ring style because it's just it's not you know my job and i don't not my place in a lot of ways but i going off what you said he just needs to like sell a lot more convincingly you know he of everybody in wwe bobby it's it's on bobby lashley more than anybody else 
to make Sammy, a guy like Sami Zayn look like a killer. Yep. Because when they stand next to each other, it looks crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but think- anyway... It'll be interesting to see where they go with both of them. Well, I just think we're going to see a return of the body guy. And I think if you see like that Lashley match against Lashley Strowman against Owens and Zane, yeah. that, that match was hot. Like the crowd mm-hmm. was hot for that match. And I think I, I, I just and, and McIntyre, they were hot for that. And I think Mania coming off Mania with Shinsuke and AJ having kind of a muted match. Yeah, I think that we're getting to this place where people are like, you know what? It's OK. It's OK to have the classics. Yeah, there's a there's room for it for sure, but WWE is so big that it's never going to go back to being a big man's territory completely sure. because you need variety. And also, the question is how many of those people in the system right now or coming into the system later are going to have the charisma necessary to go toe to toe on the mic with a Kevin Owens, with a Sami Zayn, with a with anybody with the Miz, the guys who aren't necessarily like jacked up huge dudes. Brian Cage is a good example of someone who's like, wow, he can do everything in the ring. He's huge. He looks great. But can he cut a promo? Like, that's what happened with Ryback. Ryback should have been WWE champion if you look at him just on paper as a a specimen, as as a physical presence. But the dude couldn't hang in the new WWE. No, absolutely. Like, the number one stat of wrestling is Mike Skills. Yeah, that, 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 that is, that's true. That has always been the case, though. Yeah. Like, even in the days where everybody was juiced to the gills, like, if you couldn't cut a promo as good as Randy Savage or Hulk Hogan, you weren't going to get over. It's just That's just the facts. Yeah. Yeah, no, all, all that is true. I think that that it'll be interesting to watch where they go because they got to do something with Lashley. I think what's weird about Lashley is like, I was totally at peace when they, when I heard he was coming back, I was at peace with him sort of being a, like a low key Brock Lesnar, right? Like he's just going to, I thought he was going to be more part time and they were just going to put him in big feuds with dudes like triple H or something like that. And that, and he'd be a special attraction. And I kind of understood the shape of that, but now they're just like rolling him out there to be in like main event tag matches every week and it, and I'm not quite sure what I'm supposed to make of this guy. Is he just like where is he in the hierarchy? We we might actually have to roll out Mass Man Show power rankings. We might have to. And, um, and I, I would say if you're looking for anybody to win that Greatest Royal Rumble, Bobby Lashley's a strong pick because yeah. he could use the help. It's true. Yeah, um, I was never a Lashley mark. We got to keep going. So so Chad Gable recently moved to Raw. Um, he's had some opportunities to shine on Raw. What do we What do we make of the of Chad Gable uh, on Raw and his 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 upside right now, Dan? I, I think Chad Gable. I'm a big Chad Gable mark. I, I love his in ring talent. He's incredible. I think he has a charisma about him that we lost that he had in NXT when he was the. Mm-hmm. He, he said the what was it Willing and Gable. He had the little towel. His character now is just like remnants of American Alpha. So like he needs a, the singlet. I was looking at the singlet on Monday because that's the stuff I focused on, like what these dudes are wearing. And I'm like, what is that? It's got like lightning on it. I think they need to, you know <laughs> right. It was just like it was yeah. like blue. I was like, what what are you? Because yeah. Jason Jordan already took that. So they need something more specific. For him. He needs a, a freshening up. It, right now, he feels Marty, yeah. Marty Janetti adjacent. You're right because there, there, there's two ways to break up a team, right? I mean, inevitably, when a team gets broken up, somebody somebody gets the tag team gimmick. Yep. And it's either a situation like Roman Reigns or like Bubba Ray Dudley, where like the one you're pushing gets to keep the gimmick because we know the music and the outfits going to pop the crowd, and we want to give them that that like hit that uh, leg up. The other one is. The the person who we have faith in gets gets the ref, the refresh, and the other dude is left with the gimmick, and that's what happened to Marty Jannetty. And right now, Gable looks like that second category as well. Yep. I don't know what you do with them. I think if you put him in briefs, he looks a whole lot like all those like white meat baby faces that could never quite make it even in the territorial era. You I know got an I mean? idea for him. What if you make Gable like the super American? He's like, yo, Kurt Angle, I'm even more American than you. <laughs> and he wears double American flag print, a hundred stars. Uh, <laughs> and then we give him Zeb Coulter as yeah. his two flags, two flags, oh, want, two, yeah. flags. Oh, two, two flags. flags. Gable. It would be really great if Gable like did the pull the straps down thing when he was heating up, and underneath yeah. he had a tattoo of his singlet, the American flag <laughs> singlet on, on, on his chest. Um, yeah, I think. I mean, we said this last week. There are a lot. Gable has no shortage of fans, both in you know the office and the people like us, the the you know the viewers at home. I think it's just going to be a little bit. It's going to. They have a tricky road booking him because he's, you know, he's got tons of upside. But it's sort of like the 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 inverse of booking Braun Strowman. You have to figure out 
what you do when you're not booking him as a scrappy underdog. You know, yep. you got to figure out that like a second gear for him, and because to have a career, you got to be able to do lots of stuff. Yeah, right now he's stuck in Apollo Cruz mode, where yeah. it's like, oh, this guy's incredibly good in the ring, very athletic, but what is he? They, but I like that Angle said, "I didn't bring you here to rejoin American Alpha." Yeah, mm-hmm. I like it's like. Everyone except this guy is coming up. <laughs> uh, Shelton Benjamin, his old tag team partner, got a surprising win on SmackDown over Randy Orton. Now, my first reaction when I when Kenny Herzog texted me about it before I wasn't even watching the show, and I was just like, yeah, I feel like Shelton had some guarantees in his contract when he came back, and we're fulfilling those now. That said, talking about body guys or whatever, like Shelton Benjamin, like he looks like a champion. He can work not as well. He's not the same guy he used to be, but he can still work like crazy. Um He's got a lot of that, you know, name recognition. I mean, not as much as Jeff Hardy, but he's but he's from that, you know, era. But he's still vital. Um, what do you think? What what is the? I I feel like Shelton could be the SmackDown champion. I mean, could be the WWE champion. I'm not sure he'll ever get there, but like, I feel like he's got, you know, if he catches fire, he's got everything they need. What do you guys think? They gotta run the chunky soup angle again. Can we get his mom? <laughs> Bring his mom yeah, back. Yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, I think you know he has again that thing where you've got it all except for the mic skills, except for the ability to connect with an audience on a deeper emotional level, and that is so important. That is the reason why WWE is filled with smaller dudes who can talk. Who can talk? Yeah, I mean, I think Shelton is. Uh, I'm sure I don't know that I'll be able to like change gears enough before you know his time is up, but. He's a great example of how like the monotonous production style really works to the detriment of somebody. And I'm sure I've said this a million times in the show before, but I remember seeing him live at like Ring of Honor shows when he's basically just like working heel, not on the mic, but like in the ring. He's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And nobody got more booze. You know, I mean, he was just like so loathed because he was like just disrespecting the fans from the ring and like talking about how great he was, you know, signaling how great he was. And there's a lot that he can do. I'm not sure if standing in the middle of the ring with a camera 200 yards away is is the is the right way for him to get over that way. Absolutely but not. He, but he yeah. could be a really great heel if they if they figure out a way to harness it. I think yeah. he he could do really well in backstage segments with with a Renee Young as a stick person, like just prompting him and giving him. Like I that look, was a comment about her weight for a minute. No, no, I love Renee. <laughs> yeah, Shelton Benjamin is just a jabroni on the mic. Like he always yeah. has been, and but he's so talented that he can still earn. He can still win the IC belt. That's how I always. Yeah, saw. that's my yeah. ceiling for him for sure. And always got excited when he was in those the Money in the Bank matches. You'd just be like excited he's to a, see what he's gonna he's do. A so machine. You mentioned Bobby Lashley's potential winner. As far I don't think he's even listed on the. He, on the competitors on WWE.com, but there's a lot left to be announced. I'm sure he'll be there. I saw a commercial that alleged or announced that he was in the Intercontinental title ladder match, which I have not seen acknowledged on WWE television. And yeah. this was an ad for Saudi Arabia in hmm. their language. Yeah. Wow. Anyway, uh, we'll get a- to the, we'll get to the IC match in a minute, but for other people that could potentially win, Daniel Bryan's got to be up there. You know, I'm not sure. I'm sure they've done all the, market testing to know who's going to win based on Q rating in Saudi Arabia or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, Brian, that would be a great look for him. It's a, sort of weird to throw him in the Royal Rumble and have him get tossed out like he did during his last comeback. Um, Unless it's a cup, though. Like, if it's a trophy, don't you think Daniel Bryan, like, holding a trophy will look awful? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, we don't, we don't, again, this is, we don't know what to expect. They no, could yeah, hold, you right. could hold up the trophy and we never see the trophy again. Yeah, you they know? decide how important. Or they, or they leave that in Jeddah and then they, you know, that someone has to claim it again the year after. Braun Strowman, another obvious pick. Who do you think of all the people that, that have been listed, who do you think is the, would be the greatest, like, like middle finger to the fans like us? Great Kali. Kali winner is absolutely the most embarrassing thing they could possibly do. Well, but also, thing- but I'm, I'm thinking in terms of just like, yeah, Great Kali is a great choice. I, in terms of like name recognition, if they like put Shane over in this match, just imagine <laughs> the response. I'm fine with it. I am, I am totally on board with Shane McMahon. I think that he is a hard worker. And by all accounts, one of the nicest guys in wrestling. Oh yeah. So I, I have no ill will towards that, and who cares? I mean, it's 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 a an, uh, a, a competition, a match, a pay per view that was sort of pulled out of thin air. 
And no one's going to be upset that he wins the first greatest Royal Rumble because there's no emotional investment in it. If he won the real Royal Rumble, maybe people would be mad. What if Roman Reigns came in at 50 <laughs> and, won, and won the greatest Royal Rumble and the title on the same night? Well, I mean, people are just inclined to hate Roman Reigns anyway, so I'm sure people would find a reason to be mad there. Yeah, I, I would love if Roman Reigns won this Rumble because I see this as a demotion. Like, I think if you, I'm seeing this as winning the Andre the Giant Battle Royale, which is like a does it's, nothing for your career. It's just a way to tread water. It's this is a house show match. This this particular match, like if we're looking at the card, this is one of the house show matches. This is the one that doesn't mean anything that I think will be quickly forgotten on on television. Yeah, the match is bigger than the outcome and the stars in it. It's just it's, the concept of that there's more. Yep, it's more than 30. Wow. <laughs> All right. Before we move on, let's take a quick break. This is JJ Reddick here to talk to you about the JJ Reddick podcast, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. Currently, I play in the NBA for the Philadelphia 76ers, but you may know me from my previous teams, the LA Clippers, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Orlando Magic, or from my college days at Duke University. Being a professional basketball player, I have a great opportunity to talk to a lot of interesting people, and the podcast is a place where I can share those conversations with you, the listener. On my show, I sit down with athletes, celebrities, and a variety of other special guests. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the JJ Reddick Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. All right, next on the uh, slate, according to WWE.com, Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Steel cage match for the WWE Universal Championship. I'm so conflicted about this. On the one hand, I stick to what I said at WrestleMania time, which is that, like, I'm ready for the Roman Reigns era to begin Mm -hmm. and to just, like, let's just either figure out the way to get make him work or just get it out of our system for a while. Um, Also... The I'm just over the Brock Lesnar like has a belt but only shows up once every other month situation. I I made that sound more like you know harsh than I intended it to. But the flip side of what I of that argument is, if it comes off like Roman Reigns was supposed to win at WrestleMania and they audibled at the last minute so that they could save this moment for the greatest Royal Rumble, that's gonna look terrible. People are gonna be so mad. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how they, you know, how perception is going to affect it, but uh, this I don't is the know. problem with the Roman Reigns experiment in general: is no matter what they do, people are going to be mad. Every time he wins a match, people are going to be mad. Every time he gets a title shot, people are going to be mad. Every time he cuts a promo in the ring, people are going to be mad. There is no way around that, and all you can do is either lean into the skid and turn him heel for mm-hmm. six months or a year. Get it out of people's system and then turn him back babyface and he'll be a huge star. Or they can continue doing this and frustrating yeah. people and frustrating the audience and having to to do these sleights of hand and, and, and little magic tricks to, to make it seem like he's more over than he is by having him win the title in Saudi Arabia. Yeah. <laughs> no, ex- that's exactly why I feel like the Roman Reigns experiment died on 4-8 as we know it. That's how I uh, yeah, see it. Um, yeah. like, and, and Shoemaker, your article is great. On, uh, check Thanks, it out, ringer.com. How <laughs> WB failed Roman Reigns. Uh, but yeah, like... <laughs> He wrote, yeah, get a plug in there, baby. I don't even work here. You're a professional. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I love it. Absolutely. Uh, the, listen, I I, uh, I appreciate that. I was actually on, uh, after the the Andre documentary, I was on Busted Open Radio for just a, like a quick segment, and, and Bubba Ray Dudley asked me, I love just being able to say that, Bubba Ray uh, asked me how I would book Roman Reigns without turning him heel, and I didn't know what to say. You know, My, my answer was, I think I said, like move him to SmackDown and let him just work. Like give him a, give him like a best of seven feud with Finn Balor or something, and just like say, you know that only is going to amount to just you know, you know work rate and just see what happens. But I, I I've been thinking about it a lot, and I don't know if this counts as not turning him heel. But a lot of people have said you know put him with Paul Heyman, let do like like let him be heel. I think that there's a road where he where Paul Heyman switches you know switches allegiances, goes up with Roman Reigns, but then. Just have Heyman come out every night and refer to him as a baby face. And that would be the greatest heel turn of all time. Could you imagine Heyman coming out and just being like, and now my baby face world champion. <laughs> I you love know, that. And Everyone's like, favorite yeah, superstar. I, I yeah. love that. The yeah. sarcasm of it is hilarious. Because it, Roman Reigns can't work without a drastic shift because he lost at WrestleMania. That was well, the end and, of the... 
of the yeah. And this is why the whole like is this a pay per view or is this a house show thing? He didn't earn this. There's nothing. There's no, no reason. They didn't even go through the formality of like a four man tournament to see who gets to fight Brock yeah. Lesnar. It was just like the next day they're like, hey, you're doing this thing too. You yeah, lost well, a match and you get it. That's what you do at a house show. Yep. Absolutely. And so, he's got no humility in defeat at all. He comes promo out. He's, Monday night he's, was, what's up? The promo Monday night was just like, I don't even understand. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't say, he just said, I don't know how I'm getting back on an airplane, dude. But I'm coming back with the title. It's like, what are you? T- I never understand what he's talking well, about. Well, he's saying like he might be physically harmed, like he might be maimed. Oh, by he Rock might be Lesnar. coming back. Well, that's in not like how you a, word that. An, an ambulance, body bag. an ambulance boat or something. <laughs> if you got one sentence, make it make sense. Yeah, okay? he didn't write it. But I'm saying, sorry, I'm getting heated here. But uh, with the Roman Reigns thing, it's like we were already, all of us were ready. Like at WrestleMania, let's start this Roman Reigns era, right? Like you yeah. said, exactly that. And then by him losing, Vince just like botched the finish. And I have that. Like as a creative person, I do this. Like last minute, you're like, oh no, am I doing the wrong thing? And you change it. But changing the finish of that match, it killed Roman Reigns because the only thing he had going for him was that he was unbeatable. That was the only thing because the character is not a baby face. John Cena is a baby face because he comes out first off, he's got no shirt on. Which is amazing. So you're move. like, oh, and he's jacked up. Look at this guy. And he says, I never give up. And you see the work ethic there. Roman Reigns comes out in Jankos and and an and armored vest. <laughs> right? Like all these, and he calls Samoa Joe fat. That was his lowest point to me. Samoa Joe. He calls Samoa Joe fat. After we went through this whole like body positivity angle Absolutely. with Nia Jax. It's like, then you're like, it's fat fuck. Yeah, you're going to shame this guy? <laughs> you shame this guy who's got the balls to come out here with his shirt off? And you, you, get, you get special privileges? It doesn't even fit any and then what well, yeah. wow don't get hot brother Jeez. I'm sorry, 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 sorry. I'll, I'll cool down but I know I'm that people saying... talk a lot of shit when you're like try, in real life when you're fighting somebody but yeah. like if some, if Samoa Joe if you were going nose and nose with Samoa Joe in a bar on like a Saturday night you're not gonna call him fat like the last thing you would do is just be like oh you're too chubby to beat me up no, you'd be looking at the size of his fists, and you'd be like, "I like, I, you know, the guy's gonna tear me right. apart." Yeah, well, it's like nothing. Nothing Roman says makes sense because he said, and then he goes like, "Well, I'm here again, and Brock's not here." It's like it doesn't matter; he's not here because he beat the crap out of you. Yeah, it's like maybe Every you should stop showing up, dude. It. Yeah. Well, this is this goes back to what I've been saying for for weeks and months now. Is the problem with Roman Reigns is not that people don't respect his ability in the ring, and that's a thing like people like Chris Jericho say all the time. People in the wrestling business say like, "Oh, the fans just think it's." Cool to boo Roman Reigns and really they don't appreciate his ability and his talent. No, people appreciate his ability and his talent. And I could never do 99% of the things that he does because he's a he's a beast. What people don't like about him or what people don't connect to with him is that he doesn't have a babyface character. He doesn't have a thing that people can say, oh, I I relate to that. I understand that message. John Cena never give up. Stone Cold Steve Austin, don't trust anybody. The Rock is, I'm super cool, and you should like me because I get to eat pie all the time. And like they, Hulk Hogan has his Absolutely. say your prayers, eat your vitamins. Everybody has a message and a character. Roman Reigns doesn't have a character outside of, I'm better than you. He's, yeah, his character is like, I'm a jerk who who has no uh, humility at all. Like, I'm just a guy who's, he's privileged. It's like the embodiment of, of the privilege in there. He just has handed opportunities. He's got this rematch in a cake. Why does he have a rematch? He lost so decisively yeah. at WrestleMania. Anyway, what I'm agreeing he, with you, what Shoemaker. Is he fighting That's what I'm for, What is he fighting for besides the belt? Everybody it's, who's a great babyface has something they're fighting for besides the belt. Yeah. Next big match, Undertaker versus Rusev. This one could be five minutes long. This is another house show match. Yeah, I mean, Rusev, for all of the strum and drawing about, you know, Rusev getting kicked out of this match and then brought back in, it looks like, it looks like, I don't know that this is going to benefit him one way or the other, except just the perception that WWE still has confidence in him at this level. Um, he was in the main event on SmackDown in a multi-person tag team match. Um, does, is there any way that Rusev wins? No. The only way he could win is if they're setting up for, at Mania 35. Taker Rusev rematch <laughs> and then they build that story but highly no, unlikely absolutely not. this is again house show match I think all of these are house show matches regardless of how much build there's been on television it, going back to the Lesnar Reigns match it's a house show match and you're gonna send the crowd home happy this is gonna be a lot of happy endings a lot of babyface wins there'll be some heels peppered in here and there just because it's the flow of the show but Undertaker is gonna win in five minutes because you don't want him to work too much yeah I totally agree 
Um, I don't I don't think we can expect that much. I don't know what the upside if it's a five minute match or even a ten minute match or whatever. What's the upside? I mean, is is there a way that Roman? I mean, that Rusev looks good in this match, or is it? Or should we just? Exp- I don't think he needs to. I, I really nobody needs to look good in an Undertaker match. John Cena created the template at WrestleMania for how you get a few more miles and a few more ticket sales and merchandise sales from the Undertaker, which is take a top guy, put him with the Undertaker, try to goad him into fighting. And then the match is five minutes. You cram some spots in there and you go home and and you look like you just lost to an actual demon. Because <laughs> that's what the Cena was at pretending like he was wrestling uh, like some sort of monster, like a like a White Walker from from Game of Thrones. And yeah. that's fine. It's the Undertaker. Yeah. Everybody buys the, the, that. The, I guess the difference here is this is a casket match. So there is some like it can't just be big boot tombstone match over. There has to be like the, the time to like get Rusev into the casket might take eat a little bit of clock. Sure. Uh, I guess they could have the casket right there at ringside and Undertaker could just kick him on as he's getting into the ring and that's the end or something. Yeah. So we'll see. And a casket match doesn't make anybody look bad because it's not you're not taking a pinfall. Rusev, um, Rusev looks like he'll roll easy. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, he's heavy. Yeah, he's heavy. He, might, he, might, he might be aerodynamic he's a big man. in that way. Um, John Cena versus Triple H in a battle for the ages. Um, I feel like Cena's going to win this, but it, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. This There's is no send reason. the crowd home happy or not. Send, this isn't that won't close the show, but this is a baby face win to pop the crowd. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Um, yep. It'll be interesting. Minutes. It'll be interesting to see how long they give it because again, this could be a five minute or an eight minute affair. This feels like the kind of match where there is a lot of not. I wouldn't want to call it stalling because that's not fair. Because I think crowd work is important, but a lot of just like feeling out process and calling to the crowd and like lots of that sort of stuff that happens at house show matches. Where it's really more about just getting people excited, and engaged, and interested in the in the show than it is about work rate. Yeah, I think that's true. Speaking of work rate. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the WWE <laughs> Championship. Dan, how do you feel about this? I mean, I I feel annoyed by the whole AJ Shinsuke thing because I paid to go to WrestleMania. So <laughs> I, don't exactly. mind, I don't mind that the storyline is spinning out of it, but I do, again, expectations. I don't know if what we're getting into on Friday is basically like, a meaningless midpoint between now and the next time they fight. Are they fighting at Backlash? Do we even know? I guess we don't know. I don't think they definitely know. will. But, right? the, but or, that's a week later. Or if this is again sort of like the Roman thing. If this is how WrestleMania should have ended, or you know, and they except they're just they prolonged it. I mean, we got the heel turn at Mania, so there's a storyline. I mean, there was a you know, uh, there's some rationale to giving us what we got at WrestleMania. Um, but yeah, this I'm not sure what to expect. This could yeah. be. 50, you know, 12 minutes, it could be 30 minutes. I don't know how they're going to play it. It seems like a good opportunity to do some chicanery or some sort of like double count out or disqualification, something like that. Uh, in terms of the work rate, yeah, I have no idea, man. I don't know. I don't I don't know if they're going to just be like, gloves are off, do whatever you want, enjoy. It's We want the, to pop the crowd and we want people to get excited. Or if it's a situation where they say, look, this is a house show match, save the big stuff for... Backlash or yeah. for whatever. My guess is no DQ. Idea. My guess yeah. is DQ finish. He just hits him in the old plums again. I think and, it's gonna uh, be a bad show. As we talk about it more, I'm just like people are the expectations well, are high enough that people are gonna be disappointed. Are we? Should we be excited that the club reunited? That AJ got together with the uh, with Gallows and Anderson on SmackDown? No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, is that gonna amount done. to anything, or is no. that just <laughs> no. so. they're there in case he needs two tag team partners? Yep. Yeah. And Anderson ate a bunch of uh, Kinshasa's, so yeah, it'll, you it's know. It's a bummer. I, I wish they would just, like, believe in that stuff and believe in that faction and do something with it, but I think we they saw They already the got, like, OG BC shirts on, which means, like, they're already dating themselves on the gimmick. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, United States Championship match, Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal. I guess the only question here, and we can do this at the same time as, and talk about the Intercontinental Championship match, the Miz versus Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe. Um, I guess there's an outside chance that we do a mid-card belt swap. That's that if that is if that's the case, that gives I think that's that's in some ways sort of the appropriate amount of like intri- intrigue to inject into this card, yeah. right? If 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 we come out of this with like Jeff Hardy is still U.S. champion and Seth Rollins is still Intercontinental champion, um, or Finn Balor is Intercontinental, champion, if the, if the belts stay in the same place, that's it. Just feels like this. I mean, that's it. Feels like a house show. I keep saying the same thing. What what are your predictions for those two matches, Dave? I mean, I think that they wouldn't have gone through all of the 
the like histrionics of of switching the U.S. title back to SmackDown and putting on Jeff Hardy if they were going to have him job out to Jinder Mahal in Saudi Arabia. So I think he's going to win. In terms of the Intercontinental title, I do think that there is a good chance that there will be a title switch because Seth Rollins doesn't really need the belt. I think it was a good moment for WrestleMania. Right. But I I, I think that you could put it on any one of those guys and it'll be fine. I, I would not be surprised if Finn Balor takes the belt. Yeah, I think I think there's a really good chance they just give the Miz back the IC title, right? <laughs> I mean, it's all he ever talks about is the IC title. So I think like unless you're gonna move Miz unless you're gonna be moving Miz up to fight AJ anytime soon, which I don't see happening. Uh, it's it's not even AJ. They have I mean they have him we we you know, the the Miz sort of called out Daniel Bryan on Tuesday and then and then Daniel Bryan's, uh, and then Big Cass came out and said, you know, I got Daniel Bryan for now. So we kind of, ha- I feel like we projected Daniel Bryan's next two feuds. I mean, I feel like The Miz is there on SmackDown. Although he did say, didn't he say if he won the IC title, he'd be going back to Raw by function of the contract? And then the announcers were like, we're not sure if that's true. <laughs> that, those things We've not been given clarification on this yet. Yeah, like, why not give us some clarification? Why yeah. not you guys decide? The, I just agree don't. Rollins doesn't need the IC belt. Like, yeah. he can go right up. If Reigns is going to get that belt, we could see Reigns, you know. I mean, Reigns he, and Rollins at SummerSlam would be great. Yeah, yeah, and just, we said it at WrestleMania time, Finn with the IC title feels right for some reason. He needs yeah. the he needs to help up the card. He needs something. He's lost his running buddies again. Yeah. He doesn't, he's not doing the demon gimmick he, right now. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, just give him, a, give him a title and give him an opportunity to run with the ball. Here's what I'll say about... The title swapping. The one, the one good thing, if you if you put the IC title back on the Miz, you put the US title back on Gender. the the smart The smart thing about that is it makes it it makes you it plausible, because right now it's not plausible at all. It makes it plausible that Samoa Joe would win at Backlash. Sure. If we're just, if it seems like the belts are static and everything else is just noise, then we know that Samoa. I mean, we know Samoa Joe is not going to win the Universal Title. He's a SmackDown guy. Right. Yeah, but we've already kind of seen that happen with Jeff Hardy, right? Where he get he gets the belt, and then he switches shows. Like we've seen but, enough of that movement. I think it, I think people understand that, but maybe not. Uh, but I feel like Jeff. I mean, the, the way that I watched it was Jeff Hardy won the U.S. title and then got drafted or got the got shake up to SmackDown, and it was just one of those coincidences. Sure. You know. Yeah. And but and the and the organizing thing is this. You know the the titles and the you know the the draw that they have towards their home shows. Uh, so we, them, oh yeah, I'm saying they booked themselves into the corner with the color of the universal title. Yeah, maybe I mean, so. It can't switch. They, it can't be on SmackDown as the. I don't like think the they should belt. be switching anyway. I think that some things need to be set in stone, and some things need to be part of the way the world works. It's like you don't just change everything on a TV show uh, at a whim and change the structure of the of the broadcast just you know for fun. Uh, there are rules in sports. There are rules in the NBA. Yeah, you know they can't go win the 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 World Series championship in the NBA. That's not how it works. Right. You know? You'd rather see someone if they move from SmackDown to Raw and they're a champion, they relinquish the title. Yeah, the titles should be set, and everybody else can move around and be traded. I agree with that because it's making this really muddled for me. Yeah, this is a this expectations, is, guys. This it's is all a, expectations. This is a time of the year where nothing feels like right. We got to get out of here before too long. So let's run through the rest of these. We got two tag matches. We got Bray Wyatt and Woken Matt Hardy versus the Bar of Sheamus and Cesaro. Again, Sheamus and Cesaro are on SmackDown now, so uh, the odds of them winning seem pretty bleak. There's not even a way to flip the the SmackDown titles. The other, I guess they've established this for certain. That the tag titles, the the holders of the tag titles stay on the show, right, or or return to the show or whatever. Um, seems like this is Wyatt and Hardy all the way, right? Yeah, they're getting a big push. They got the cool tandem finisher. They got the new name. This is this is a good spot for them. I'm enjoying the the, the combination. Having them job out would be absurd. Um, yeah. And then on the other side, Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos. Dan, what do you what's your what's your opinion? I think they're running with the Bludgeon Brothers hard. I think they're way behind the Bludgeon Brothers, which I don't really get. I'm not a Bludgeon Brothers mark. I would like them <laughs> if they had a little more lore. If yeah. they were like, these guys were part of the, they were like part of the Rashnishis. You know, they're part of the Wyatt compound and they're, they're lost and they found these mallets or something like that. But as it is now, they're just two guys who are stronger than everyone, even though the Usos have done such great work and they're just getting buried to these two jabrons. Not a fan. But who keeps it? Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Um, my only question is like, I feel like the, this is a feud that can keep going for a while. This yep. is a good feud for the Bludgeon Brothers to establish them and a good feud for Jimmy and Jay to sort of establish their babyface credentials. And a clean win by the Bludgeon Brothers sort of eliminates the Usos' argument for a rematch, but uh, you don't, this is fake wrestling. I mean, this is a fake sport, so they can do whatever they want. Um, and then we got uh, Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto for the Cruiserweight Championship. Does this, is, this is just Cedric retaining, right? I yeah, guess they could have Kalisto. They win. could have him win, but I don't see a point. This is not the opportunity to do the one surprise title change. That would just be so lame if that yes, happens. It would be. Yeah. Um, keep it on Cedric. Did we hit on everything from the show? You All got, right. Yeah, I, I hope so. We got backlash right around the corner, <laughs> which we'll be so excited to talk about when it happens. Is it a week after? Is it next week? It's literally the. It's yeah. It's the. It's the next Sunday, right? So it's a week. Well, we and know a couple we're talking days. about next week on the Mask Man Show. Great, another pay per view preview. Woo. Um, we thought we were done with this every week as a pay-per-view. Greatest backlash season feels a, so good yeah. to be in. Right? We're getting the best of both worlds. Yeah, it's really nuts. <laughs> you guys know that it's a combo pay-per-view, right? You guys saw the uh, best of both worlds? Yeah, I saw the commercial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, nothing cool is lip syncing. So I'll see you guys Friday morning at 9 a.m. <laughs> oh, yeah, bright and early. Well, I can't wait. Why don't we just have a sleepover on Thursday <laughs> night, and then we'll all wake up in the same bed, and uh, we'll head sleep to head toe. to toe. Yeah, head absolutely. To toe. And then it'll be great. Besides I'll- sleeping in the same bed, that all sounded great to me. I think that would be a great time. A slumber party right into a live pay-per-view. That's your, great. Your Jim, Jim, Jim like you have it. to wake <laughs> up half an hour early and make coffee. That's That's the... Yeah, <laughs> not so into that. All right, guys, thank you for doing the show. Dan Black, you want to plug anything? Thanks oh, yeah. for coming by. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Uh, you can check out the Comedians of Wrestling podcast, which comes out uh, every Thursday morning, but sometimes up Wednesday night if you're that kind of person. And uh, yeah, uh, it's going to be out tomorrow. Check it out. We put do it every week. And uh, yeah, it's on the UCB Comedy Network. We've both been on the show. We've both been on. You guys have both been on the show. Separately. You can check out Shoemaker and Schilling both on the show. Uh, we have a bunch of comedians on the show. We got a Thomas Middleditch episode coming up soon. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah, Tom is coming on. And uh, yeah, we, uh, Skylar Aston from this show, he comes in a bunch. And uh, yeah, we, uh, it's a real wacky, uh, fun time where we like to uh, dissect wrestling in a real goofy way. We have, Bust into characters a lot, and uh, yeah, I'll show. I might show up as Elias with my guitar. It's fantastic. fantastic. It's, a lot of, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Totally. If you want to hear these guys, these guys will give you the hard hitting analysis. You want to come to my <laughs> show? You can listen to me count Finn Balor's abs one by one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you get. Nice. Comedians of wrestling. Excellent. Um, I think that's it. Happy Greatest Royal Rumble, everybody. Yeah, Mazel Tov. To Thanks everyone. for coming on the Greatest Masked Man Show episode. <laughs> Of well, all time. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Twitter, at D Black Attack. There I is. always forget to plug my Twitter. You gotta plug you're at Dave underscore Schilling. I am, yeah. And check out the uh, Bleach Report 420 video series. It dropped Fantastic last stuff. week. I have a very fun little video where I tell some jokes about why athletes should be allowed to smoke weed. Um, and I'm David Shoemaker. You can find me on Twitter, at David Shoemaker. Not that you would need to. And uh, we're, we're always at, at Mask Man Show on Twitter. Yep. The show. Tweet us there. Tweet me. Tweet Dave. Uh, oh, you can tweet Dan too. Oh, oh what's your one sorry, last thing? Sorry, Come sorry, on. sorry, Come guys, on. sorry, guys. I'm Hurry. sorry. We're out of We're time. Giving, I'm giving away my WrestleMania 34 souvenir chair oh, on go. our show. We nice. have a contest going. Oh, that's so, great. That's yeah. a good one. So you get to check it out at the Comedians of Wrestling. You can maybe win my chair that had my butt on it during <laughs> Daniel Bryan's return So match. many farts. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much, guys. Thank you, heel producer Jim. We'll be back here next week. Enjoy the greatest Royal Rumble humanoids. Oh, apologies to Dean Ambrose as always. Bye. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. And now, my baby face is fat fuck. I'm a jerk.